<laughs> Welcome to episode 21 of Movie City Maniacs. Our Shocktober series continues with volume 8. And tonight we'll be covering everything we watch from October 21st to October 25th. <laughs> From the Black Lagoon. My baby loves a horror movie. My baby loves a horror movie. My baby loves a horror movie. Yeah, well. She's mad about the monster from the Black Museum, the Invisible Man, and she can't. Welcome, everyone, to Volume 8 of our Shocktober series. I'm Kyle. I'm Eddie. And we are here to talk about everything we've watched from the 21st to the 25th. Uh, joining us once again is Adam Bentley. Hey. Yay. And my brother, who loves this time of year, because not only does he get free candy, he gets to dress up, he gets to drink a bunch of pumpkin beer, but he doesn't have a tiny wang. He has a fun size wang, which is, <laughs> he's got that going for him, too. <laughs> Hardy, har, har. The kids love it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. That was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Of course, you know, it, we can't we can't let a minute of our podcast go down without ripping on Dan. It's kind of like the Shocktober tradition. I'm hoping that will be part of the annual tradition. <laughs> till, he like, just comes in, we just make fun of him. Till then, you know, after the third, then he brutally murders us and uh, <laughs> yeah. hides us underneath his floorboards or, or something. Or he actually, like, he murders us, say, like, like, around, like, October 20th, and he, like, hangs us in, like, his tree in his front yard so people think it's a Halloween decoration, but it's actually our decomposing bodies. Didn't that, are, that like, happen, or is that, like, one of those urban myths? It, Multiple times. Well, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine, I believe. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I guess uh, before we get too far off track, I think we have a lot of movies to talk about today. A ton today. of movies. So, should we just jump into it? Do you guys want to start off with what we've watched on the 21st? Uh, I guess I kind of watched a lot that day, so I'll just start off with it. Some of these I'll run down really quickly. Uh, I continued with uh, Halloween War Season 7. This episode was called Monster Party. Uh, guest host was Juliet Landau, or Lando Landau. from uh, Buffy. I don't, I, I don't know. I never watched that show. but I was kind of hoping Phyllis Diller. The small challenge they had to do was a monster being born. So, you know, you had a lot of devils coming out of pumpkins and whatnot. That's kind of cool. And the final one was a monster party where you could do anything, you know, werewolves partying with like vampires. Mummies. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Um, again, I'm going to give the standard seven pumpkins out of ten that I've been giving to every episode just because, I mean, you know, I can't really uh, rate it more than others. I also continued with the uh, Treehouse of Horror. I've been running through. What are you up to? Uh, I am up to, as of right right now on this day, uh, season 14, Treehouse of Horror 13 from Crazy. 2002. Uh, I am striving. I'm going to get through these some fucking how. Um, it's getting hard because as like it gets up, the number the seasons get up. They get worse they and get worse. They get worse right? and worse. It's getting to the point where there's like one, you know, highlight. and. But anyways, the, there's a fun opening in this one where uh, the Simpsons are having a seance with uh, Ned, trying to contact his dead uh, wife, Maud Flanders which I don't even think I got to that point where she died. But any, that, it was kind of fun, you know. Actually, it was a bit spooky, too, because she turned into like, like a devil, a demon almost. Well, like, Bart is like, 
pretending to yeah. be her, scaring them, and he's laughing, and then they're all really scared, and he's like, thinks it's because yeah. of him, and you look, and the ghost is behind him. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, the first segment was sending the clones, which is uh, Homer gets a hammock, and when he goes to sleep and like spins in it, it spits out a clone, and of course, uh, multiplicity being, happens. Yeah, you just have a bunch of Homers running around, and they're dumb as a sack yeah. of. Uh, potatoes yeah. uh there's a fun moment though where it shows all the different clones because i think like he, he he creates like 10 to do all the chores around the house and everything like that and like some of them were sleeping with his wife uh so he has nothing to do or no that's he just wants the fun stuff like sleeping with his wife and they have to do all like the work and chores but um he decides like you know they're they're starting to try to take over his life so he's going to kill them all off anyways he throws them away with the hammock of course beside them being homer and uh, they decide they're going to create multiple clones of themselves so there's a scene there's like hundreds of homers and it was kind of fun because you have like the old tracy omen version yeah. of homer there's like peter griffin hidden in there so <laughs> that was kind of fun but yeah not, not really it was an okay episode but nothing fantastic the second segment was the fright to creep and scare harms. This was a pretty terrible episode where I guess um, Lisa has a crush on William Bonney, aka Billy, Billy the, kid. the Kid, and I guess on his tombstone he had something like he wishes you know all guns there was no guns yeah. or some whatever it was on the tombstone. So anyway, she convinces the town to give up all the guns they do, and then he comes back alive and starts taking over the town because he has guns. Um, him as a zombie and some other zombie uh, cowboys. What like like it was a German like yep. Yeah, there was a German in there randomly, a Nazi or something. Anyway, it was a pretty terrible episode. And the final one, the island of Dr. Hibber, which is pretty much the Simpsons doing yeah, Dr. Dr. Monroe. Uh, again, it was okay, I guess. What was the best great. one? The Send the Clones was probably best, and again, yeah. that's not saying yeah. much. Uh, I'm going to get this segment, uh, or sorry, this episode, five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Ooh. These are getting tough. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even say any of those would be a highlight for me. Like, I, yeah. there is not one that was like, if I was doing a top ten or twenty or something, I don't know if any Did of those Did you chuckle at any of the moments, or no? Uh, I mean, yeah. sure, but doesn't mean I want to waste 20 minutes watching yeah. it again. There's definitely, as going through these, it's kind of like there's some I'm going to watch again again and again, and there's some that this may be the only time. <laughs> and uh, before I, I'll let you guys jump in, I just want to mention one more. I'm not going to talk about it, but I want to throw it out there to pad my total. Um, of course, I've been watching all these kid shows with our son, so I watched Super Monsters Season 1 from 2017, Tricks Before Treats, and another episode. Is that was- like Bros Before Hoes? Is that what that means? Sure. <laughs> Um, well, it's Danny. Every time before he talks a movie, you get a trick before you get the treat. <laughs> I can actually it's see ten- him <laughs> figuring out a way in his brain to throw it at me. You get ten- I can actually see him doing it. Ten terrible tricks before you get the treat, the good film he's going to talk about. And uh, and then you get Halloween Extravaganza was the second segment. It's funny because I'm making fun of Dan about watching stuff. Yeah, but, but you're but watching then I'm like talking Monster about Patrol. Super Monsters. But yeah, anyways, these are like superhero monsters, whatever, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to give it a rating, obviously. Um, who else wants to jump in? All right, so on the 21st, I watched uh, an animated uh, Monster House. Oh, awesome. Uh, nice. Just a really cool horror movie all around. Like, it's fun. It's something you could watch with kids, watch as an adult. It was just kind of wanted an easy night. And yeah, mm. so I watched that. I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. It's actually got some scary moments for a kid's movie. Too. Yeah, it has a like, heart, too, which is kind of awesome. What's it, isn't it about like an old guy that dies and takes over the house or something? Uh, yeah, or? I think like his wife died. And he doesn't want kids around uh, or something okay. like that to make fun of his wife. He didn't huh. want to move her. Cause she yeah, was, like, it kind of tastes the show. little like fun. It yeah. has that little little fun ending at the twist that all mm. kids love. But Is it Harmon? I don't know who did that, to be honest with you. I think it, it might have be been. Dan. It might be Dan Harmon, yeah. It does have his feel. Who's Dan Harmon? He's the guy who did like Community and uh, oh, okay. Rick and Morty, I guess he's hmm. doing now. I haven't he's watched Sarah Silverman. 
heard good things about it. But uh, that's awesome. Cool. So I did on Saturday one of the uh, traditions that we kind of missed because we weren't born in the '80s. But in the '80s, I guess it was really hip to take your best gal and throw her in the back of your car and go to a drive-in. I was trying to get some hot. Over the pants action, it didn't happen because we're married. And <laughs> our backs kind of started hurting. We wanted to see like a double feature, but like I only got through one because we're like in the backseat of the station wagon with the uh, trunk open. But like our backs are starting to hurt. Like all right, well let's just go home. Fucking old beer. farts. <laughs> it's true, man. I'm so old. We got like snacks and beers. And it was it was like a ton of fun. Like all right, well probably time to go home. Like our back starts hurting. So what movie but did you? Make I went it to see a Jacko. Okay, which I actually had a ton of fun with. Like the actual character looked cool. Uh, the um. Acting was a little bit like a daytime drama-y, but it had like a Quigley in it. What was her name? Uh, Lena Quigley? Oh, yeah, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming then she got topless. Oh, dude, yeah. It was like a shower scene, which is, <laughs> the, it's kind of cool to see like like like, like almost like softcore porn in a drive-in. <laughs> well, that's what it used to yeah, all be. Yeah. I mean, you, you went to a drive-in yeah. knowing you're going to see some, you know, tits yeah. and bush and some kills and... Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. But there was like uh, kids in there with like the uh, trick or treating and like beating each other up. And wow! Cool. So people brought their oh yeah kids, kids to it was, uh, was R rated horror film. Yeah, well, hmm. I guess no one was IDing at the door because yeah. they had like a VHS boot sale, which was kind of cool. Nice. I almost bought you a Halloween three and a VHS. It was like five <laughs> bucks. Like, what's he gonna do with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. That might start something, like might awaken something in you. Yeah, I think Becky would probably murder you if you <laughs> started getting into it. That's what I thought. So I'm gonna give a Jacko like five and a half out of ten. It wasn't the best movie, but it was a fun. What, uh, is that like an eighties, early nineties? Early nineties. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Adam, what'd you watch? I only watched one film this day, and Uh-oh. it was uh, I think one of my favorite horror films of this past year. Yeah. It comes at night. Oh, I I've heard that. of this. I've is heard it it's good? like not really a horror film, but no, like it's still set up with the tension of a horror film, but like you never like. It's built on atmosphere more yeah. than it's it's built on. I, th- I think it looks great, but I've heard yeah I've heard one of those things where a lot of people went in very and came out disappointed because like that the trailer sold something that it wasn't. But it, I think I had read that somewhere too that yeah the the trailer was misleading. So you didn't expect much from it. I had no idea. I I I must have heard somewhere that it was good. I, I had yeah. ordered it from the library, but it was fantastic. The acting is really great. The tension that that it builds throughout the whole film is there in every scene. Every scene is super, super tense. I can't really, I I won't really go into it. It's it's kind of a post-apocalyptic. This came out last year, I believe? Or or earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Oh, top running for like your top ten of the year so far? For for horror, yeah. It's in the running. I almost actually bought that the other day because I had a sweet slip cover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I've heard good things about it. I think it's a movie I would like. Again, I think the people that didn't like it is because they thought it was going to be, you know, they went in to see, you know, the Conjuring type movie or something. It's not like that at all. It's a slow burn, isn't it? It's a slow burn and it leaves you in the end. I can see a lot of people being disappointed was it by, all a dream by the ending it wasn't quite all a dream but it, it it's something it makes you think afterwards and it was it was funny because at first i thought well maybe that was that too quick was that my you're i was left unanswered and then i thought about it for like three or four days yeah. afterwards so that's i find any uh, movie that you think like at the ending for like more than like a day that's a good movie yeah yeah or or it's gonna be historically bad yeah maybe. yeah <laughs> I don't know what happened that night, but I had a boost of energy and I uh, got through two movies on top of uh, all, all that exciting shows? kid stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, Hide and Go Shriek from 1988. 
I've never heard of this movie, but it sounds amazing. Really cool 80s slasher about a bunch of kids that uh, decide, uh, I guess the one guy's uh, dad owns um, a furniture store, and they're going to go party, and the furniture store is closed overnight. And uh, and while that's going on, someone's going around killing them. It's kind of cool. They're, they decide they're going to play hide and go seek in the uh, the furniture store. Hence the name. That's amazing. Um, the beginning opens up with this like killer murdering a prostitute, and it's it's weird. It's like this silent artsy opening, and it doesn't really fit the rest of the film. So you know that this killer's on the loose. You also find out that his dad hired an ex convict. Uh, to work in the store overnight and he let him live in the, the bottom of the furniture store. Um, so that kind of sets up so you don't know who's doing the killings they don't yeah. really show it. But what's really cool is there, there's also all these mannequins hidden like and the guy comments ah oh, my dad stuffed these mannequins to kind of like make it feel like when people go to buy the furniture they want to see that you know people are like give that living there. atmosphere yeah. But it, so that obviously adds a lot of cool atmosphere yeah. to the scenes it's all in the dark and that's thing too they don't turn on the lights because they don't want you know cops driving by and seeing that yeah. what the fuck why who's in the store at you know midnight. So it, it's it's got just this really cool atmosphere. Um, the other thing that's great about though, which is you know rare, is all the teens are like very cool and likable. You have like this guy with the slick back. This is '88, but he's got the this punk haircut and like it. It must have been new, the new cool thing at the time because all his friends are like, "Whoa, I can't believe he did that." He's a punker, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, just got a haircut, cost six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and then in that scene too, they're like, "Come on, guys, let's uh, walk this way." And then it cuts to this music. Can you tell they were they because that was the same year. I looked up that the Run DMC cover came out, but they didn't have the money right. to pay for the song, so they just do like this cheesy ripoff. Like, was it called Ramulate <laughs> over here? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it, it was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, the the store too. I didn't mention like it's it's not like this little small furniture store. It's just like this huge two floor store, and so it's almost like a maze. I can't get which str- is so cool. I can't get stroll <laughs> this direction out of my head. <laughs> um, you get a shining reference in there where he goes, "Hey, here's David." Nice. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool. The killer too is as he's killing off the people, he'll like put on their clothing so they they'll see like the friend or the girlfriend, and they're Wander like, "Hey," around. and then it's it's that guy. Uh, the first kill I thought was pretty effective, but the rest of them not that great. Um, you do get a cool twist on the formula, though, where the, the first two to die are the two virgins, which oh, I nice. enjoyed. Played against conventions. Yeah, I don't know. I, overall, I thought it was really cool. There's a scene, too, which, again, like, these fun slasher films, you don't expect those, like, really effective scenes. But there's one where, like, all their friends are dying off. And there's only a small group. And they see a homeless guy. And they're banging on the door to get attention. Then cops come and start harassing the homeless guy to get out of here and they're like banging doing everything they can but it's like this really thick uh i guess like the glass yeah exactly like, uh, smash proof glass or whatever and so they don't know some but it, it was just this really cool scene for this type of film uh the end the ending too i don't want to spoil too much but i'll say there's for its time it was quite like there's like some um kind of s&m kind of homosexual oh, overtones stuff going on in there which again for the at this time i thought was pretty ballsy because there wasn't too many films really tackling that but um yeah overall i uh, i'm gonna probably give it seven pumpkins out of ten i had a blast with this uh awesome. I, I love these movies that have these great concepts it's like that one with the scavenger hunt but this was kind of fun where they're playing hide and go seek like it, it's weird like it's actually kind of fun watching them play this mm-hmm. and then you have a slasher on top of it so uh, yeah i'm gonna give it to seven pumpkins out of ten really what's awesome. the name of that again hide and go shriek 
Again, another part of like I picked that up. That sounds like an R.L. Stein title, like <laughs> Goosebumps, Hide and Go Shriek. <laughs> this is another one of those. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's really hard to find. It's one of those code red Blu-rays, but uh, they've been putting out so much good shit this year. Like it, the same guys that when I talked about last yeah. week, the Twisted Nightmare. I'm gonna have a couple other slasher films I picked out from them. So hopefully, so far they've been uh, batting a pretty high average. So. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about is, uh, I'm curious if any of you guys have seen this, classic film in the horror community that I've just not seen because it's it's something you got to be in the right mood. It's uh, it's one of those movies that's hard to tackle, and I'm talking about Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Dude, I actually watched that on the 25th. Okay, well, why don't we talk about that? I think I would love to talk about um, that. I am impressed how well the first half of this movie was shot, and like the uh, atmosphere, the soundtrack. The oh, the, the soundtrack good. is like beautiful. It's cool because the Blu-ray that I got is like this three D set, and it comes with the soundtrack. Oh, yeah? see, so I'm pretty excited about that because it's so weird. Like it's like this beautiful score yeah. that's up there with like anything. Uh, like you, you could see it played next to a Marconi tune. Yeah, like it's it's fucking really really good and even like them going through the uh, I guess the Green Inferno of mm-hmm. like the uh, just seeing it and all the uh, angles and like uh, how a flush the actual cinematography was I thought that was so cool well I think it's one of those things yes it is a hard film to watch there's definitely grindhouse stuff mm-hmm. in there and um, we'll get into the animal killings unfortunately that was a bit rough but it, it's actually a very well made movie yeah. that has a point to it it has something to say after this you had all the rip offs of yeah. Cannibal Frogs and stuff that were just made to shock you but I think this movie actually had something to say and uh, like I think it was very effective in its yeah. message and just you know how it was made um, this is like it wasn't the first found footage I think there was a couple before it but I know this is one of the first ones that really like hit the mainstream at least in the, in the cult world but yeah let, let's talk about the animal killings there are there's like five on screen yeah. and this actually actually shows it fully like you see them pull out a huge turtle they slit its neck it's still arms and legs are moving it's fucking tough man to watch they rip apart shell they're taking apart and you see them like they're pulling out all the guts and all the like it it, if you want to see what like is inside of an animal for like maybe like you're getting into be a doctor or something you want to know if you can handle it this film yeah. you could watch, I guess, and but they it's tough. Like a minx too, or uh, like a, a mongoose or something. There's like a muskrat. The There's muskrat. A, a monkey. They show and you. They yeah. actually like cut off its head while it's still like moving. Yeah, like it's weird. It's tough, man. I mean, apparently they did eat this. They ate it and used, you know, the, all the parts. Yeah, just like they would, and and some of these native tribes would do. But at the same time, it's like I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. The, I mean, the good thing is the Blu-ray does give you the option. There's an animal-free, yeah, uh, version, and, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I would watch that next mm-hmm. time. I think like for the first time, you should just see it how it was meant yeah. to be seen. But I don't really think they added anything other than to. I think Shock, the, yeah. well, the whole film is like these people. We didn't even tell a story, but yeah. it's about these American uh, document. American documentarians that uh, go over and they're going to do a documentary on the savage cannibal tribe. But the whole thing is about, you see that these people are way worse. Yeah. And the cannibals definitely have their... Their, um, their moments. <laughs> well, I was gonna, they, they definitely have their... They um, get a little bit testy. They rituals. definitely have their rituals or traditions or whatever. And some of that stuff is hard to watch. Like you mm. say, like, oh, this is... He found out his wife cheated on him. So and it's like... like fucking raping her with a rock and yeah, shit. Yeah, with like... And it, what's surprising too about this film is all the special effects still mostly hold up. Like it's... Yeah. That scene where they find the woman staked. Like it... How did they do that, man? I am wondering if people <laughs> actually got killed during well, the making of this apparently movie. when this was with this made, yeah. he actually had to bring in the actors. He got charged oh. and was going to do jail time the, uh... and I think yeah like it went on this whole like 
30 day trial and he had to actually bring in all the actors to show that everyone actually was still alive because it looks real so to this real. day it's, it's insane but uh, anyways you, you, the whole movie is pretty much about that you find out that these people are way worse than they're the savages I mean they come in they start raping the, the natives which again there's a lot of rape in a this. lot of rapes um, a lot of like well, uh, it's first tough. half is like a group who is looking for these lost documentarians so they go in like oh that's a girl she's about to get raped oh no and this like they find like the dead body of a bunch of people and like it tells a story before the story then they find well yeah the he's, he's like one of their teachers or yeah. something and and yeah what it is is he he makes like good with the the tribal people because yeah. he needs to get the, the cans of footage off them so this is them watching the footage that they found it's them um, and you see because they're they're planning to release like this special on tv until they start going through the footage and gets worse and worse and like we yeah. can't release this like burn this stuff but it, it's it is a fucking tough watch yeah. there's actually even two they show like a documentary that the team did before called long road to hell and i think you get more of that on the document like, uh, but it is actually real mono footage as well so you're being, seeing real people get, oh, get shot here, oh yeah that's it? all real those real. are all dead bodies they show this scene where like they carry this kid and it's like this burnt corpse yeah. and they put it down it just like showers it's real like it's Ooh, i don't know that i, I can't real. believe this guy like i yeah. can't believe you can buy this when did on this Amazon, come out 1980 the, the other thing is too they have like all the the, the native uh tribes are nude which makes yeah. sense but like i swear some of those girls look like they're like 13 they were young 12 young, right? like it's I can't believe, like, how is that possible? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if it's like there's a different stipulation if you're using real native tribes or something, because that's just how their culture lives. They're not clothed, but I I don't know how it's possible. But yeah, it's one of those films that's like, it's beautiful, it's fantastic, it's well made, but it's a very tough watch. It's something you need to see, but you're not going to rewatch it. No, I think think it's a fantastic uh, movie. It touched me in a weird way. Like, um, I felt uh, bad after watching it, but I'm glad I actually watched it. It's one of them movies that, like, uh, I didn't feel as dirty as I thought I would after finishing it. Yeah. It was more, like, arty than it was the, 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 the two people, too, like, they go around, they first find, they start, like, burning their huts and stuff yeah. just to be dicks. They start pissing in their drinking water. Like, it's pretty much... Oh, and there's a, the, the pregnant woman that... Like, that's, like, I think the natives are doing it to one of their own people, but she's pregnant, and they're, like, beating her head and, like, yeah. repeatedly... Like, it's, it's one of those films, like, you tell people and they're like you're a sick fuck why are you yeah. watching that like what's wrong with you <laughs> but it's art man <laughs> well I think yeah I think you just have to see it you know I mean it's considered one of the greatest horror films and I mean I can I could see people I, I, arguing that but yeah um, I don't know oh yeah there's a penis cut off like I yeah. could go on and on about all the crazy shit in this um, what are you gonna give this I gotta give it eight yeah, it was an experience, definitely. I'm, I'm going to go seven and a half, yeah. but pumpkins. But again, that's probably because it made me so uncomfortable. Like yeah. as a, as a movie, it probably like it's an amazingly made film. It's just, uh, uh, man, yeah, I don't know. It was an experience. <laughs> I, yeah, you guys should watch it, but um, you know, just be forewarned. It yeah, might like, not be a one to get pizza and wings and yeah. watch. It don't might, don't might even watch definitely. it with your your better yeah. halves. Like I don't even think you want to watch yeah. it with people. You don't want you don't want someone to come in while you're watching it because yeah. they're going to like really totally don't. judge you and. Yeah, like you look at the the Blu-ray cover and it's it's a dead woman impaled. That's the front of the cover, and then you open that up and there's like naked women and it's insane. But uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. On a lighter note, let's move Do on. Do you feel to like you need a shower right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. It, I was just really shocked. Uh, sorry to keep on going on about this, but I guess it is probably the biggest film this week for me. What I was just still shocked is how effective it still is. Like yeah. I thought, like I knew about it, but I thought it'd be like, yeah, you're gonna watch it, and like a lot of these movies, you're gonna be like, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. That those effects were fake, and it's like from the beginning to the end, it like shocked me and 
it just yeah. had and such it kept a effect on too, me. Right? You know, it's one of those films. Is like a handful of films that have mm-hmm. an effect on me, and I'll remember for the rest of my life. And this the, is the one first time watching. I think this is one of them. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the twenty second. Hopefully, with something a little more uh, uplifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on the twenty second, I wasted two hours of my life, and I watched Boogeyman. I give it a four out of ten. Pumpkins. The, the original or the remake? The remake, two thousand five. I thought I remember like Evan Hayden and me thinking, yeah, it was okay. Oh, was Michael it, Keaton in that movie? No, it's uh, it's got the dude from is it Smallville? One of those shows. He was yeah. like, I think it's it's just watching it. It's just you know exactly what's going to happen the whole movie the yeah. whole way through. Guys like really angry. Of it's course. just it, yeah, four to ten. Don't waste. Your I heard time. the remi- uh, Sorry, the the sequels are better. That the straight to video sequels. I know it's hard to believe, but I heard call like are. the Bride of the Boogeyman. Well, I don't know. It's like, I, I would watch Boogeyman the hell out of that. Three, but uh, wonder if it's as good as Butterfly. Wasn't Effect the Boogeyman two? originally like a almost like a kids movie, right? As, but no, Boogity. you're thinking of Mr. Boogity. That's uh, fantastic, and Bride of Boogity are both fantastic. Is that the one with the the green slime that's on the? Yeah, wall? yeah. yeah. It, Disney released it actually. It's part of their '80s where they did all these cool like kids movies that are like too scary for kids. So that would be a fun episode actually. But anyways. Yeah, so after that, I was like, ah, what a terrible movie. And the reason I rewatched it is one of my customers told me that I should rewatch it because he said it was the scariest movie he'd ever seen. <laughs> okay. And I had a copy of Don't it. Don't ever so talk to that it. customer again. Yeah. But then after that, I was like, I want to watch something I know is fun. So I went back to 1991 and watched Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Awesome. Nice. I just, <laughs> I, it's just, it, it's so much fun. Would that be a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? I'd count it as Halloween. They're, Halloween. they're fucking. Well, they're poor they're like the Adams family, man. I know, but they're like it's, it's a place during Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like Nightmare Before Christmas. Both of it counts yeah. both. Uh, the first one. Right. The second one takes place at a summer camp. Come on, buddy. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I watched both of them. First one, I gave a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Just because it, it, it was... It's actually surprisingly it, good. Yeah, it's fun. They nailed the cast on that one, too. Oh, like, yeah. It's hard to top the original, but I thought they did a really good job with the casting with mm-hmm. like Raul Julia, uh, uh, Angelica Houston, Christopher Lloyd. And- Christopher Lloyd did a good job. Yeah. I was really happy with him Christina in that. It's, 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 yeah. The second one's really fun. Uh, it's got the dude from... Uh, Harold and Kumar in it. Oh, for, yeah. The guy from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was fun. But I gave the second one... Uh, oh, I didn't even give it a rating. That's stupid. Oh, That doesn't uh, count uh, to your total then. <laughs> so out of family value, I'd give a 6 out of 10 pumpkins. But one of the cool things that I did learn about this movie is this is the movie that Nathan Lane was in before his big break. Get out of here. With uh, The Lion King. What, what? Who was he? He plays the receptionist at... Uh, well, no, he's... I didn't even write down what his part is, but he's like a cop or something in it. <laughs> I couldn't he's see. Like a receptionist desk. cop. <laughs> yeah. No, it's somebody sitting down at a desk. <laughs> I couldn't see Nathan Lane as a cop. <laughs> no, he actually might be a cop in this. You can see him as a bumbling cop. Yeah. Right? He was originally a cop before he was an actor. Yeah, I don't believe That's that for true. a second. <laughs> Fuck you guys. This is... No, I believe that he was yes. in the movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean what he played. I just don't believe you watched the movie. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I think it was my dingling. Yeah. He was stoned and he was watching another movie yeah, and he just exactly. assumed it was Adam's Family Value. Um, Adam Bentley called during it. He's like, oh yeah, Adam's Family. Adam's Family Values. Right on, man. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't think I've watched them since... We had 
Oh, he's a cop. VHS, but... He is a cop in it, then. Oh, there you go. He's sitting behind a desk. But I thought he was, like... He, l- he looks, like, hard-boiled. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, five minutes of dead air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So after that, I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. Nice. Which is Great. just a good movie all around. Yeah. John Goodman. Fucking John Goodman yeah. can do no wrong, man. Uh, did you talk about this during your top 10 to watch yes, October? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, I gave that an 8.5 out of nice. 10. Uh, after that, I watched District 9, uh, which I just think is just a fun Horror stupid film, movie. Horror film, man. I'd probably challenge you on that one. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about that. Okay. Know, Total I'll sci-fi. Give it to you. I'll give if it to you, if yeah. you want to take it out, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll give it to you, but if we're off, if we're like, you're being moved by one <laughs> film, I'm taking it off. <laughs> Not a problem, man. I do find the guy in that so annoying, though. Like after uh, He's unbelievably yeah. annoying. Okay, well, what else you got? Keep on going. You, why don't you just run through yours and then... Okay, and then the last one I watched, what, which... Well, how many pumpkins did you give District 9? Uh, six. Six, sorry. Six oh, wow. Ten. Not mm-hmm. low. Yeah, it's it's just a fun... I was literally just kind of wanting to bang off a bunch of movies, yeah. and I was like, this is what's there, this is what's there. I bought a bunch of stuff I wanted to watch and left it at work. <laughs> so that's why I was just kind of trying to find stuff to kill. And the last movie I watched that day, a uh, horror movie anyways, was I watched Zombieland. Oh, nice. nice. Which I just think is an all-around. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Awesome movie. That's a fun movie. If you kind of get sick of like uh, horror movies, it's a nice bridging horror of comedy. That's what that cool. day was to me, was try to find something that, that I wanted to won't complain about. It yeah, that was it. <laughs> so yeah, and I give Zombieland a 7.5 out of 10 pumpkins. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Maddie? I watched uh, It again. I went to the theater. I want some popcorn and I just wanted to shut off my phone for a bit. So I went and saw It. And the second time around, I think I... I would say I dug it more so, but I found there was a few things I didn't pick up the first time around, like a bunch of like uh, nods to the book hmm. that I thought was kind of cool. Our, our friend Steve Jones, who's who's mm-hmm. a massive It fan, was not in, that impressed the first time he saw it, and then the second time he saw it, he the allusions to the book that he had looked over. Yeah, we're right there, right? We're right there, yeah. There's a lot of fun background like uh, arcs. If you kind of read the books, like, oh, yeah, that's that. Oh, that's that too. Cool. But I still find a lot of these uh, characters in the movie didn't get any play at all. Like uh, Mike, the uh, the kid who was homeschooled, who wasn't part of the group, he had no reason for being in the group other than to bring a gun. Did you notice that? I, f- I forget. Yeah. So I don't know. And even like like Stanley, the Jewish kid who was doing the bar mitzvah, he did nothing other than complain. Well, apparently they did delete a lot. I think that Blu-ray is going to have extended yeah. stuff because I know I think they're going to have the stuff for him at the bar mitzvah. And- nice. But I, I don't know. I think it was long enough. I don't but, know if yeah, it needs more. But I, I, but I agree. There was definitely some of the characters yeah. were underdeveloped compared to some of the others. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I'm going to give it eight. Eight pumpkins. I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Cool. Uh, Adam? Uh, so I watched, at the beginning, I watched a movie Before I Wake, which is a Mike Flanagan Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I've heard film. mixed things about this. Yeah, I'm going to go on. It's more mixed than good. Yeah. Um, you hate the Flanagan, though. I love Hush. Hush yeah. was like my top horror movie though of last year. But did you watch? Didn't you talk about his King adaptation or no? Jarrow's game. Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah he was hating on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two here that we're hating on. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Michael Flanagan. <laughs> so this is about uh, an, uh, a foster boy who comes into a family and he basically. Dr- he, if he sleeps, his dreams become realities. That's one with the butterflies. He dreams of butterflies. Butterflies come to life. And the and those butterfly scenes are are wonderful. There's mm-hmm. some magic to them. It's almost Spielberg esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and the horror aspects 
at first are, are creepy. And then they get more kind of CGI-ish. Yeah. And the acting overall, Thomas Jane, who I talked about the last time I was on from mm-hmm. 1922, again is like, I don't know what movie he's in, but he's he's barely in this movie, I'm pretty sure. I, he's he, You look up sleepwalking actor in the <laughs> and dictionary, that's him. <laughs> and that's what, what he's doing. Well, th- this uh, this was a troubled production. I actually listened to a podcast with Mike Flanagan. It was actually finished, I want to say, a couple years ago. I think this was one of his first films. Um, I think it was definitely before Hush, but it just got like sad. Just one of those films that just threw on the shelf and didn't know what to do with it. It does feel like it's a conflicted film throughout the whole time. Like there's a heart with this kid. It's the kid from Room. Okay. And I think it's before he did Room. Yeah. So he'd been young, young, eh? Yeah. Um, and he's also he's you know clearly mm-hmm. a, a great child actor, but there was just something. Something overall that was missing, uh, I'm going to give it 5.5 pumpkins. Just kind of let you down, eh? Okay, well, um, I watched uh, from Danny's uh, top five TV recommendations. I list, as much as I like to rip on him, I actually listen to what he has to say. <laughs> I appreciate his... He mostly uh, sounds like a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate his uh, opinions. Um, pass me that five bucks now, Danny. <laughs> Uh, but no, I watched uh, from season three of Kenny vs. Spenny, 2006, Who Can Live in a Haunted House the Longest. Nice. Um, I don't really know much about the show. I, I've had mm-hmm. the DVDs. I think I picked up a yard sale years ago for like two bucks the first couple of seasons. They've been sitting there unwatched, but uh, I threw in it for this episode. And uh, yeah, I had a fucking blast with this right? show, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great idea. They go to some, I don't remember the exact, I tried looking up and mm-hmm. it's hard to find any information about the show because it's a Canadian show and Canadian shows they're apparently ignored um, but I guess they they, um, they stay in a, a supposed haunted, uh, haunted house. house where um, something to do with like they had a child that they adopted but just like kept locked up in their attic or something weird and abused her and that's the Robinson family the haunted I don't know Robertson did she commit suicide or, or they I, the I, mom I, murdered I, her I think the mom accidentally like murdered her and then eventually committed suicide. Anyways, they go there. It's really great, though, because you have the one guy. I'm not sure. Is Kenny the guy that's... He's the asshole. The asshole. So he hires someone to help him like set up pranks and stuff out there at the house to scare uh, Spenny. And Spenny goes the other way, and he actually hires... like. Sp- spiritualists yeah. and like psychics or whatever and they're giving all these tips to like how to like you know st- save yourself um, from ghosts or whatever like he's got songs and stuff to do he's swinging around this feather <laughs> thing he, he, he keeps a picture he gets some hair off uh, Kenny and puts his picture in a sock and that's supposed to be if he tries to do something the curse will reverse on the him talisman and then you, you get to Kenny at the beginning just going on this five minute rant saying the F word constantly to the ghosts <laughs> fuck you you fucking ghost suck my fucking cock motherfucker <laughs> It goes on for like five minutes. Um, but yeah, I just had a blast with this. It's the one guy trying to scare him and like, I'm sure it's all put on, I would assume, but if it's, you know, they do a really good job uh, of selling the reality. So I just uh, read and uh, I think it was a brief oral history of yep. how Kenny and Spenny got made and they- How it came to be. How it came to be. And they, most of the time, had no idea what each other was doing and hmm. they it purposely were kept apart the- people's jobs were they swear up and down that they were both not in on any of this like and all of the people that worked on the show now who don't yeah. care there's they're not bringing it back they yeah. don't work for these people anymore isn't they it still kind of ongoing work. like i thought they're still doing specials here and there they'll they're doing a live yeah. show right now they'll do a live show every once in a while but they, they're pretty estranged like hmm. yeah. they supposedly don't really talk to one another i imagine okay. that would put a real restraint on your relationship <laughs> like uh, um i actually i think it's a 
it's kind of a brilliant show. It's a gem. It yeah. definitely is. So yeah, well, I don't know. So I, either way, I mean, I, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I was laughing my head off. This is like again, probably like two a.m. And uh, yeah, I had a blast with that. I'm going to give it I had uh, a really good shock ending too. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. Which again, if that is real, that's kind of cool. Mm. And I, I just loved. Yeah, I just the, the way they play off each other, I thought mm. was really good. Um, and and I didn't mention, but I guess the, the whole point of the show is every episode. There's like something on the lineup. Like in this case, whoever can stay the longest in the house and the loser has to like go in front of a window naked and or something and mm-hmm. or put on women's clothes or something. So there's always a dare at the end, which I thought was fun. But yeah, I had a blast with it. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out nice. of ten. Uh, I will probably add it to my uh, Halloween rotation. So thank you for that, Danny. You're is that the first welcome. Kenny versus Benny you've ever watched too? Yeah. Like oh, I, wow. I think before I saw clips here and there and I kind of thought it was funny. That's why I picked up the DVDs. I mean, I don't, I probably would have bought them anyway if I didn't know what it is. <laughs> but <laughs> can't pass up uh, $2. Um, and then I uh, did another Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, season 15, Treehouse of Horror 14 for 2003. Uh, the wraparound has a kid's dress, the peanut gang. They all come home with their trick-or-treating candy, get in an argument, and all war. They're all killing each other, really grisly finale. I nice. thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and then you also have Kang and Kodos there making fun of the fact that um, they're airing their Halloween special in November because that was that time when they used to do that yeah, all the time, which I, I used guess, to hate. Uh, October baseball. Yeah, but um, which I, we can't say anything because we're releasing these <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in November. Uh, but the segments are Reaper Madness, Homer um, accidentally death, is, I think, is coming for Bart, and Homer stops him, kills him, and has to take over the job. Pretty fun. He's going around killing people. He's at a baseball game. He wants to get to the front, so he's just killing everyone to get there. Um, Frankenstein is Professor Frank brings his father back to life, who then goes on a murderous rampage for body parts. It wasn't very good. And Stop the World, I Want to Goof Off. Bart and Milhouse get this, they order a stopwatch from like one of those old comics, which yeah. is kind of cool, that apparently actually works and they can freeze time. It's them just going around causing various hijinks. Kind of fun, but again, not really a Treehouse of Horror mm-hmm. episode. So I'm going to give this one better than the last one because the Reaper Madness was kind of fun and the Stop the World, although not horror, was fun. I'm going to give this one six pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Uh, what else did you guys watch on the 22nd? I watched a actually one of my uh, family favorites, uh, Frankenweenie from Tim Burton. The, the original? Yeah, no, no, the uh, the uh, movie. Okay, the, the stop motion yeah, remake, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The atmosphere in this movie is amazing. I love it. Even, even if I watch the movie without sound, it still holds up just because like, visually it is so appealing to me. Yes, yeah, something about stop motion works yeah. for me. I don't get that same reaction out of CGI. I you don't really know. don't. Like, CGI just feels dead to me whereas stop motion like I don't know there's something about it it's like I, I feel like I can reach out and touch that and it and feels the, like an old timey movie like from the 1940s I thought which yeah. kind of cool when it really hits you like on the emotional heartstrings I oh, mean yeah. everyone can relate to like a death and the losing family are losing your first pet or whatever and then I love all the um, monsters the monsters at the end if you're a horror fan yeah I gotta give it a seven and a half but I uh, every time that dog passes i get like a uh, my heart well you guys are cold. totally like dog saps right now yeah, right? Yeah, you like that's, that's it, your yeah. baby right yeah. now yeah yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's like now like I, I used to like laugh and cheer when you yeah. saw kids dying in horror films just because it's one of those things like you never see it so it's like that shocking moment and now like it's now, you know now you have, have a kid it's it, <laughs> like you. you actually feel bad even when the kid's a dick in the movie <laughs> yeah. like it's like yeah but he's just a kid <laughs> Okay, I got one more then. Uh, I'll quickly talk about this. Uh, I saw What You Did from 1965. This is a William Castle flick. Awesome. Um, pretty fun. It's these these uh, teen girls decide to, uh, again, a pretty, pretty um, 
taboo for its time, I guess, because yeah. they're these Risque. teen girls prank calling, but they're like pretending to be mistresses and stuff to like fuck up people's marriages. Oh, that and, like, is amazing. Uh, just all kind of, like I thought it was going to be like because I'm thinking 65. I'm thinking yeah. they're going to like is your is your fridge yeah. uh, what's that joke? Is Mr. Wall there? No, what's no, the fridge? Is Mrs. Wall there? There are no walls here. Then how's your house holding up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and what's the one about the fridge running or something? Is your or, fridge running? Well, you better go catch it. Yeah, like I honestly thought it was going to be that kind of stuff, and then it's like no, they're like trying to ruin people's marriages and laughing about it when like you can hear screaming yeah. in the background of your husband. But anyways, the, the, then they decide, well, why don't we call and we'll say, I saw what you did and I know who you are and just see, and like they call and like these people are getting it on, which again, kind of risky for its time. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? You can see? <laughs> um, but anyway, so they happen to do this after a guy just murdered his, or they do it first. It's kind of this weird. They do it and the wife, to call the wife and she's like, what? He's cheating. So she goes to talk about, but you find out that they've both been kind of screwing on each other. They're unhappy. They want out of it. And anyways, he's like, gets mad at her for yelling at him for possibly cheating and murders her and then they phone after this happens the same number and uh, and they they do their line I saw you did and I know who you are so he thinks that they know saw that him. he killed them and it goes to like but she's kind of like ah oh, he kind of sounds like he's handsome and like they're gonna go like trying to hit on this guy who they think is married and give themselves up and then it ends into this kind of cat and mouse game and he comes to their house and you get a chase scene um, Joan Crawford is in there an older Joan Crawford who was Ooh. doing a lot of these like uh, horror films, thrillers around the time. Uh, she's in there as the love-struck neighbor. She's in love with the, the murderer and trying to get him to like, you know, leave his wife for her. And even like when she knows that he possibly murdered his wife, she's kind of like, I won't tell if you'll get with me. So you have that little bit in there um, that uh, may not end happily ever after. Uh, but yeah, I had fun with it. I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. It's nothing, uh, you know, mind-blowing or anything. But again, it was it was a nice surprise. And it's kind of a cool... I think they actually did. I'm going to check it out. But they did an 80s remake for Made for TV yeah. that I want to check out. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool concept. Yeah. A little goofy, but cool. Like, I was kind of like, how are they going to, you know, this is before, yeah, Star 69 or uh, Call Display. So I'm like, how are they going to, like, how's this guy going to catch these kids for prank calling them? But the way they do it, it all kind of works. They make it make sense. So, yeah, it was a nice surprise. Uh, Is that it? Are we? Okay, well, let's move on to the 23rd then, guys. So uh, I watched a movie I hadn't seen since I was a teenager, a classic, the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Awesome. Nice. You haven't uh, seen that since you're, wow. Since I was a teenager. That's like a year of the attrition. I mean, I didn't get to it this year, but. Uh... It's one of those those movies where I, I think every year for like the last 10 years in, in October. You've been meaning to watch it? And I've even had it. I've I've like ordered it, but it's come in November and I kind of go, oh, yeah. I'll wait till next yeah. year. So, uh, you know. Thank, thankful for Maddie, Maddie B over Dropping there. Shit off, <laughs> dropped it off. Well, here before you get into it, which did you watch the DVD, the Blu-ray, and which version of the Blu-ray? Because there's all different. Like we, I watched the 25th version. anniversary DVD. Yeah. Okay, I, I think that's or that's the one with the the spring colors. I believe it's not. I don't think it's the best color one. Uh, it, it seemed but, like a, yeah. a pretty solid transfer. Divermax transfer, I believe. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. hardcore on this Yeah, film. yeah, I, honestly. I, I have like the D, I kept the DVD because it has a different color correct. And then the Blu ray, they released it that had kind of spring colors. They tried to like, 
because again when they shot it in the fall but it was supposed to be the spring so they yeah. tried to like cure that but then they got rid of the cool blues and stuff and then they did a blu-ray where they fixed that somewhat but it's different than the dvd and <laughs> so adam when you tell us about it just make sure you yeah. don't talk too much you know just kind of give us the bullet points. anyways well sorry this, this is i mean this is one of the yeah. greatest anyways i want to let's hear it, it. it yeah it's a it's a you can see right from the the opening scene why this is a classic and why it kind of sets everything yeah, like in the, motion. the for for the slasher genre basically and well, being a Hitchcock fan, I would especially think you would like this because again, it's more like the thriller aspect. It's not about the kills, really. It's- no, the the kills are are really actually pretty subdued in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see too much of what's going on. There's one brutal kill in the garage where he kind of just strangles to death in that car. Yeah. I thought it was kind of aggressive. Yeah, I think they're effective, but they're not like they're, gory. Yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not gory. No, 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 no. No, they're definitely effective, and they definitely build an atmosphere. It almost feels like. More De Palma than it does Hitchcock, mm-hmm. probably because it's the same era, and it, it doesn't play off of suspense to a certain degree. Other than when she keeps going back out to the shed at yeah. early parts, mm-hmm. when when the the one um, babysitter keeps going back out there, and then it's funny she gets stuck. That like that's a yeah. kind of Hitchcock moment where you play against what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a, a wonderful. The score, the score is incredible, uh, absolutely incredible, and and um, you know for the most part, like I I love I love a, a lot of the acting is is quite great. Well, the what's um, Donald Pleasance? Uh, yeah, he's over the top and awesome. He's amazing in it. He is so over the top, Heston esque, over the top. What's I can't remember her name, but do you see anything you like? What's her name from Rock and Roll High School? And oh, uh, and um, from, isn't she in from Carrie as well? I believe, and she's from Stripes. She's um, awesome. I can't remember her name right now though. But she's uh, really PJ, fun in that. PJ, yeah, PJ Souls. 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 Yeah, she's really fun in that. Yeah, she's great in that. And uh, yeah, it, it was well worth the the wait. Um, I think I'm gonna give it eight point five pumpkins. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's good. I feel if you gave it anything less than eight, I mean, I might just walk <laughs> out of this. No, it, for me, it, it it probably doesn't enter my Mount Rushmore, but it's like the oh. next level down. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that that movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. I do have a. I do have one on here that I think tops it. Oh, really? If it's like It Follows or something, I'm yeah, also going to leave. I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> I actually would give It Follows a higher score than oh, yeah. Halloween. Oh, Dan. Dan, you're no longer the whipping boy. Get out. <laughs> what did you watch? I actually think, like, I thought about this afterwards. I thought that it's kind of of, of similar... Ilk? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, It Follows is totally yeah. like ripping off Carpenter in so many ways, but not as well done in my opinion. Hmm. I wanted to get around to uh, your next, actually, this year, but I didn't get a... And get a chance. Sorry, not your next. It follows. Oh, I like it. Your next, your next doesn't mm-hmm. fucking compare. Your next can't even watch this fucking <laughs> this film's balls, uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice segue. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, what I watched was I watched The Conjuring Two. Uh, awesome. I, it's funny. I'm totally hit or miss on this film. Whether I like it, whether I not, it's the one that's based on that. Uh, Ed Warren and his wife's, uh, I can't think of her freaking name. Lorraine, thank you. Um, their famous case with that crazy picture of the chick in the red pajamas flying yeah. through the room. Uh, I, 
I enjoy the first half of this film, mm-hmm. and then I didn't like the second half because it's when that crooked man comes in. It gets a bit like, silly. And I'm like, this is just stupid. Why would they ruin it with CGI? And then Courtney wanted to look more at the, the crooked man, realized that's not CGI, that's a dude. Mm-hmm. And some creepy-looking dude that even when he's just <laughs> standing there without the makeup on looks creepy. So... It's an okay movie, something to watch. I think uh, it works on like uh, like a good emotion level, like that scene with the guitar. Yeah, yeah I love that playing scene. Elvis. Uh, I, I I actually th- I, I I might even put over the first. I was first, actually really confused by the guitar scene because it really? just kind of well, well the first time I watched yeah. that movie because it just kind of was like oh. Because you don't expect it to go on as long as it, it does. It shouldn't have that much heart, I thought. Like, that would be like hearts. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Well, yeah, it's all about yeah. that they needed something, you know. Oh, no, I get, the, I get the, the idea together. of it. But I'm saying, well, the first time I watched that movie, I thought it would have been like, you know, that would trail off and you'd see it go into it a in montage. Or someone would be talking. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect it to have go the whole freaking song there. Anyways, what, how many pumpkins are you going to give Conjuring 2? Uh, I give it six out of 10. Okay. Right. I know that's low. So but barely that's just... passable. Yeah, I thought you really enjoyed this movie. It, I like the first one better than yeah. I like the second one. Okay, but that's just. I'll be talking. I'll be talking about this next week. So. Uh... <laughs> uh, and then after that, I watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Nice. Which I yeah. I unbelievably enjoy that movie. That movie, oh, I, so I really dig that movie. Such a shame that that movie never found its audience because I think if like people knew what was going to happen in that film, I think more people would have turned up. But I think like... I'm pretty sure like the uh, trailers gave you like uh, nothing, nothing well, see, whatsoever. Uh, yeah, on Which, one hand, I love I'm, that. I'm kind of glad that yeah, like, I worked. went in knowing exactly, nothing Exactly, but, but at the same time, I think it hurt it, the yeah. film because I think everyone just... I put like off a very watching film. it for so long because mm-hmm. of what I assumed it was going to be. Yeah. I assumed it was just going to be, okay, here, the mail, yeah, like yeah, here's some cabin. athletic people, here's a virgin, yeah. here, you know, we're going to throw it out there, there's a owner in the mix and they all have an RV and mm. shit goes down and it's the same damn movie played yeah. out. You thought you were watching Scooby-Doo. And yeah. <laughs> it's it, pretty but, much Scooby-Doo for adults, it really. Is. But I, I think it's like one of the best modern horror yeah, yeah. films like yeah, it's, creative it's, and it's one of those movies that I think when I watched it, it was either last year or the year before. No, it would have been last year. Uh, I thought it was a remake. Like oh, I kept you? looking for where it had come from mm. because the movie that are new aren't that yeah, good originally so, yeah. yeah when it, it's one of those few films too that like works on a horror level there's some scary moments yeah. it works like obviously on a comedy level mm-hmm. it works you know you got all the monsters and creatures like on a there creative is level this and, grand opus of these monsters attacking near the end that's just like five minutes of like pure joy for me <laughs> of like just seeing every single monster and the merman the gotta, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so what are you giving it like 6.3 no it's an 8.2 nice <laughs> Um, I guess I'll jump in. I got a couple yeah. here. Um, Halloween Wars Season 7 Zombie Cooking Show. Again, not going to say much about this. Uh, first uh, challenge was a modern take on the devil. You had like someone doing like a computer devil, whatever. Uh, second one was a zombie cooking show, which is, again, when you see the, some of this stuff, it's fucking insane. And the guest host was Hannibal's uh, show creator, Brian Fuller, which is kind of cool because awesome. I've heard him talk on a podcast. He seems like mm-hmm. a cool guy. But uh, Seven Pumpkins at 10 again. Nice. But uh, I did follow it up with a movie that I was kind of excited to watch. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original and the 80s remake, so I was curious about this 70s sequel that I heard wasn't great, but I was like, how can you... It's got to be fun, at least, because you're going to have a blob eating people. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Beware the Blob, a.k.a. Son of Blob from 1972. <laughs> Amazing. 
So how, how do you explain this film, man? Like, I, I don't know what happened if, like, the first film was successful and someone, like, bought the rights and decided they are going to do a shitty movie yeah. sequel with no money. The opening, I, I'm not even joking, it goes on for 10 minutes. I, I looked at the time, and it's just, like, bumbling. It's, like, it feels like a sitcom. You got, like, bumbling music, a lead who is hanging out in a tent in his living room. He's starting to, like, chanting, like, native tongue to be funny as he's, like, sneaking beers uh, from his cooler, you know, his wife lets him have a beer, and then like when she's not looking, he grabs a flower vase, dumps it out, and then pours like ten beers into it and starts drinking on the flower vase. And she thinks he's just still drinking from the one beer. The dialogue is just nonsense. And again, this is just going on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this gonna anything's gonna happen with, out of this? And of course, the wife removes like this frozen specimen jar from the freezer, and it literally says like specimen keep frozen. But anyways, and that's you know the blob's gonna come. But th- this is the dialogue. So she breaks this vase and like I don't know if they didn't have a script and she just ad-libbed and couldn't like it'd be like me doing a script and I can't come up with the words on hand but she's just like oh oh no sorry the cat knocks it she's like oh no you broke my 49 cent thing I really like that thing (laughs) and you're just thinking in your head it's a vase bitch it's a vase like it's not a it's a vase oh okay (laughs) is it vase or vase no idea I'm pretty sure you can say it both ways anyways it's just like I'm like what the hell like it's <laughs> anyway so that right away I'm like this is gonna be bad um, there's a scene the guy's watching the blob on TV so I don't know if this is supposed to be a meta take uh, sequel you have a terrible scene where stoners are smoking in the uh, in a tunnel and they're playing guitar and like the sound is just really bad I don't know if they're supposed to try to make it have an echo sound but it sounded terrible um, there's all these like random scenes I feel like it's right out of a Saturday Night Live episode but like why is this here? Like, there's a scene, again, another scene goes on for about five minutes. This Ben Stiller-looking dude comes in. He's got this huge mane of hair to uh, this hairdresser who's all snooty to him. And he's like, I don't cut hair. I sculpt it. And he's, like, being a dick to the guy, trying to get the guy out of there because he probably thinks he's a hippie and he doesn't want to cut his hair. And he's like, I charge $400, thinking the guy will leave. And he's like, oh, okay, that's that's fine. And it just goes on for five minutes. The scene never goes anywhere. I think eventually <laughs> these guys die, like the blob pops out of the sink but it's like it honestly feels like they had a bunch of scenes that like someone they were making them up as they went along series that they just turned into yeah it was kind of like oh we have a friend that has a a barber let's use it let's use it production value but uh, yeah every scene is just random gibberish it was actually um directed by jr from dallas directed this and he does a small cameo with him and burgess meredith as hobos (laughs) amazing Um, oh and uh the Guy, a beef from Phantom of the Paradise and also from Terrorvision. Awesome. He also has a, a brief cameo as an ape in, uh, at a Halloween party, or I think it's a Halloween party. Uh, another random scene where there's this naked Turkish guy just running through the streets, doesn't no point to it. They just decided, <laughs> let's have a naked Turkish guy. Um, yeah, I, I could not get in this film at all. Like, I was just like, this is bored. I was just not into it. There was like no standout scenes other than the couple that you're like, why the fuck is this in a movie? I'm going to give it three pumpkins out of Holy 10. Moly. Um, and that's cause like, there's a couple scenes with a blob, but they're not very well done. Like it blows my mind that the film, the original film was it from the sixties, I believe, or was it even yeah, late fifties? Like fifties, the special effects in that were cooler. There's way cooler scenes than that compared to this. This was a mess. And now I know why no one talks about son of the blob. Uh, but didn't it get like a Nintendo video game or something? I don't know. It was terrible. Uh, what else did you guys watch on the 23rd? I watched uh, The Sky's Guide to the uh, Zombie Apocalypse, okay. which is nice. just a fun ride of a movie, man. It's yeah, like I really, an hour and a really half, and I really like these kids. And uh, David Koechner's in it, and he adds such an element of like comedy, which I thought was so cool to see. So. Yeah, I, I really dug it. I, mean, I thought you didn't like it. I thought when I had it on one of my 
top ten of the year in your memory. I, I brought it up, I thought, and you yeah, didn't Yeah, maybe like I, it. I was just probably just busting your balls. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. I'm going to give Seven and a Half Pumpkins, because, uh, yeah, wow. it's a fun ride. It, it is a I, I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I see it with you? Yeah, we want to see it there inside, yeah. yeah. It's one of those films that just, you're getting, like, isn't there, like, zombie animals and stuff? Yeah, in yeah, it? zombie cats, zombie, uh... I remember just nice. having a boss with it. A big wang getting ripped off. Same way you would enjoy, you would enjoy Zombieland, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But with, like, teens, I guess. And the makeup's really good, too. Like, the special effects were really cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, I finished out the night. It'll be quick. Another Simpsons. This is season 16, Trios of Horror 15. Uh, the Rock Brown is Kang and Kodos. They're cooking dinner for the Simpsons for their boss, and they're cooking <laughs> the Simpsons. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, this first segment was a Ned Zone take on the, obviously, dead the zone. Dead Zone. But um, And this time, Homer is responsible for the end of the world, and Ned can foresee the future. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, for beheadings in a funeral, uh, this is uh, Simpsons doing the Jack the Ripper case, but they call him the Mutton Chop Murderer. Um, Bart and Lisa are the detectives. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> and in the belly of the boss, uh, parody of Fantastic Voyage with uh, Simpsons having to shrink down <laughs> into Burns' body and get Maggie out there because she got shrunk and he ate the pill with her. Um, again, another just two okay segments, I guess. One not so great. I got five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Yeah. I just I don't really have much to say about it. It's one of those things like. The Dead Zone, Jack the Ripper, these should be fantastic, yeah. and they're just kind of just okay. Blah. So, um, I guess... Blah. Blah. Uh, are we moving on the 24th then? Or? Yeah. So, I watched a, a movie from Adam Green called uh, Digging the Marrow. It's a mockumentary about this guy who's been writing letters to uh, director Adam Green about finding this uh, hole in a forest where all these monsters live and they'll come out and um, they'll buy groceries and shit like that but they'll just go right back in the hole and apparently there are just like in this world there are evil monsters and there are regular monsters so it's him trying to convince uh, Adam Green to set up these cameras and uh, show him that well they're filming it exist. this documentary thinking this guy is like a loon that crazy. they'll just have fun with them and then they start actually seeing them and and I actually thought this movie was so cool because it had a bunch of like these monsters, I guess, that were left over from uh, different movies that he didn't actually quite get made. So uh, he just made, put all these monsters into this movie. I know it's not true, but that's what I thought when I was first watching. Yeah, it, I think it was like it was based on some artist did all these cool designs that he would send Adam Green, or Adam Green saw at a convention and was like, "Ah, oh, that'd be cool to do something with all these." And and all these monsters look so cool because you're watching, you're thinking like, "This is just going to be like some sort of like it's going to lead nowhere. It's going to be a comedy." Then you see these monsters pop out of nowhere. Nowhere. And they look kind of wicked, like Muppets on acid. Yeah, they're not really cool. like scary. They're kind of just weird and, yeah. and fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's, just it's like, it sounds like a re- pretty cool concept. Spooky Muppets. I really enjoy because I find like Adam Green kind of charming. But the thing is, the guy who was writing him all these letters is the uh, guy from uh, Twin Peaks, and he's the father of uh, Robin Sparkles from How I Met Ray, Your Mother. Ray. I think it's Ray Wise, yeah. Ray, Ray Wise. Wise. So, I, I thought that kind of took you out of the That's what I was about to say. It did, but he is such a good actor. You kind of, I enjoyed seeing him because he's crazy in this movie, like insane. I love Ray, my Ray Wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know. I wish they had like oh. an unknown, so that way they'd be like, oh, is this real yeah, like, for the so. longest time? But yeah, I, I was so excited to see this because I love me some Adam Green. And uh, and great premise, like Adam mentioned. But I thought I thought it was terrible. I was so disappointed with this movie. I remember picking it up. I'm surprised you didn't like this movie. I think movie. I paid like more for a two to get from the ship from the states, and I was so mm-hmm. excited to have it in the best of my year list. And uh, ugh. 
I'm surprised you didn't like because I find Adam Green charming. is like such a terrible actor. I think it's cool that he's a big fan, but I also think mm-hmm. to like make yourself the star of your film and think you have enough a good enough actor to pull that off, and I didn't think he was. I thought like you could totally tell he was reading from the script. And yeah, I, I, oh. I, I enjoyed him in this. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh. So I gotta give it six and a six point five pumpkins. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, Adam, what'd you watch? I watched, um, keeping with the slasher theme, I watched Slumber Party Massacre 1. Awesome. Uh, which is the first horror movie my wife ever saw when she was five. I had never seen it before. The okay, question I gotta ask is why did she wait so long to watch a horror movie? I, uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I know. I couldn't imagine showing that. Uh, our son is five right yeah. now. And like, that would, be, uh, that would be it if I showed him that. Um, and she remembers pretty much all the kills pretty and whatnot. W- much everything about it um, but uh, it kind of surprised me a little bit at, at how entertaining it was and how kind of quirky and it, it was comical mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah it's definitely not serious slasher it has some kind of goofy goofy moments you can tell she's have that it was a female director is having fun with this even though it's like it's so weird that it's a female director with like tits and women getting massacred. Yeah, very exploitative. I think. And I guess that was Roger Corman, and and they she felt weird about having to film this, but it was like here, here's your chance to direct a movie, and mm-hmm. she could have she could have edited E.T. or direct this movie, huh. <laughs> and so she was decided. like to direct Slumber Party Massacre over editing E.T. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but for her. She never knew it made sense when she would get another opportunity yeah. to make a, a a movie. So, but there was guidelines. He was more interested in the tits and ass than he was in the. Kills. Well, yeah, he he has a format. He's like, you got to have this every ten minutes. You got to have a kill every five minutes. This so, and like, he knows what works. Yeah, for crowds. He, he knows. But uh, I this might be a odd question. Do you guys know who directed it? What was her name? It wasn't uh, Catherine Brigelow, was it? No, 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 no. She she didn't end up. Doing much? Doing too much, right. as I recall. But I heard she's not like, because she was saying like some, she got a lot of like other women, you know, saying, why would you do something like that? And I heard like she wasn't embarrassed or like, you know, she was yeah. proud of what she made despite, you know, having to put some things that she didn't yeah. want in it. Yeah, like I, I think, you know, she did get to reinvent a little bit of some of the slasher yeah. um, tropes. tropes at that point. It, it still is very much a, a slasher, yeah. and I, I do think it's enjoyable on that normal yeah. slasher level. This is not a rat, radical movie. <laughs> no, by no, 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 no. Have you seen uh, part two? I haven't yet. We've got part two oh, and okay. three. Yeah, I, you need to watch that because it's like a rockabilly. It, it makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the first film. It's just this rockabilly guy that comes out of the dreams or something, and he's killing people with a guitar with like a drill on the drill end. Drill electric. And guitar. as he kills the people, he sings like a rockabilly tune as he's doing the kills. It's it's like this insane movie that makes no sense. It's awesome. Um, but well, yeah. I'll uh, I'll check that out. So I'm going to give it six point five pumpkins. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. right. I, I enjoy it. I don't think it's like upper tier slasher. I think it's kind of like that middle ground slasher, but it's still. Yeah, I didn't regret watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, as I have a few of these movies this month. <laughs> I guess I'll jump in. I, I just did two episodes that night. Uh, yeah. Beetlejuice season one, laugh of the party, nineteen eighty nine. 
Uh, this is it's kind of a fun cartoon. How does Beetlejuice hold up? Is it? It holds up pretty well. No? I mean, you can definitely tell that uh, Tim Burton had his uh, hands, his greasy little fingers in there. Um, I don't know if it's one of those shows where you could watch ten episodes in a row, yeah. but throwing one on here and there. Um, this was actually a Halloween uh, episode, though, where uh, Lydia is having a party and the snotty rich girl is also having a party, so they're kind of competing. Um, but she has like no one coming, no decorations, and the only costume she has is like this cute pink bunny outfit that her mom made but Beetlejuice is there to spice up her life and of um, he, is. he has a can of party people in a can he opens up and you can kind of guess what happens all it kind of goes that too far work. with all these real monsters mixing with uh, the human crowd but uh, I'd, I'd give it six pumpkins out of yeah, ten it was, again nothing uh, to blow your mind but I, I had fun with it revisiting it um, can I, I'll do one more quickly yeah, of course uh, recommendation from uh, Anthony from TV Terror Never thought in my life I would ever say I watched. Did you watch the uh, Little House on the Prairie, Prairie season three, The Monster on Walnut Grove, nineteen oh, not, not the homecoming Little House. <laughs> Never thought in my wildest dreams I would watch it, but listening, I guess that's the his podcast is that good that it sold me on this. Um, really cool opening though, where it's like zooming in with this creepy music, this really ominous music on this jack o' lantern in the window. Mm. Um, the music was actually the score was quite good in this there were some really cool creepy moments but anyways I, I don't know enough about these characters but I guess the young girl Laura sees uh, the general store owner decapitate his wife cool. or so she thinks oh. it's actually um, a mannequin and that leads into um, she has all these there's these really trippy like nightmare sequences there's one where like she lifts up the serving tray and there's a head there um, there's, there's other one where all these like people are laughing but again like the nightmare sequences are like kind of horrific oh yeah They're and good? the music they use is quite terrifying you also get a lot of that like stock werewolf howls which I always enjoy um, and then the punk kids find out that because it's it's their dad that she says like I saw your dad kill your mom because her mom is not there I guess she went on vacation and then they mention to dad and he tells him what happened so they decide we're going to take advantage of it and act like they actually believe that their dad killed their mom so you got a little prank going on there balls um yeah it was i mean i I can't say it was great i mean i'm not a little house on the prairie fan maybe if i watched it from the beginning which i'm not gonna do um it didn't sell me enough on that but as a halloween episode i I was entertained there's there's something about those 70s like halloween episodes that just work for me and again like i could see this in the time being kind of like terrifying Mm. especially like for because this was a kid show i believe right it's more of a family show yeah well either way i could see like the dream sequences being quite terrifying for kids and you get a little uh fun little supernatural ending in there so i'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten i was enjoyed i was not uh bored but um Next year, the Dr. Quinn Medicine yeah, Woman. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, she's got, if she's got a great Halloween episode, I'll definitely uh, do it. Again, the TV Terror podcast dedicated a whole episode to this. So I was like, mm-hmm. I, you know. Just to this episode. Just to this episode. Wow. Um, he does like short, his show's like 20 minutes or something. But again, he he puts clips of the show inside there. So like when you hear the music and the clips, like I was like, ah, that actually sounds kind of cool. And again, I said to him, like, never thought a million day in a million. Where'd you find this? Because like, I looked for it on YouTube. It was um, on YouTube. I found it. Yeah, okay. In okay. ways okay, okay. that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it on the I, air. I, I get you. All right. But uh, yeah, anyways, what, what, did you, what else did you guys watch on the 24th? I watched The Crazies. Okay. The, which uh, I've always original enjoyed. Remake? Uh, the, I guess the remake? The one with uh, Oliphant. Oliphantastic? Yes. Okay. 
from the beginning the baseball scene. I've yeah, always enjoyed that baseball scene, but this time rewatching it, I have to say my favorite scene in that whole movie now is the pitchfork scene. Yeah. Where he's walking through that hospital mm. and just it's that's just a, just a horrific yeah. scene. I'd give it just a solid seven out of ten. Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the better mm-hmm. remakes, remakes that is kind of underrated. And I th- it's like like you mentioned from that scene, it's like tense and it doesn't yeah. really let up that the rest of the movie. Like no. it kind of keeps that that tension going. I mean, I seen it saw it in theaters. I haven't seen it since I had the. Blu-ray I haven't seen it in. since uh, it came out too. I think I mm-hmm. saw it just after it was released on DVD and. I remember thinking it was a, a solid yeah. Yeah. horror movie. I'm actually embarrassed to say I haven't seen their George R- Romero Ramirez? classic. It's one of the few that I've seen the have remake, it. but not the original. Mm. But I have it. I should throw it in one of these days. Yeah, I, I actually heard that's one of the one of the remakes that uh, many better? actually enjoy better than the original. One of the few. So the cover confuses you. If you look at the cover that they actually have for yeah. like the poster of the crazies, it really doesn't let you into what's going on. Well, in there's movie the, at all. well, there's one where the guys drag in the pitchfork, and then there's one with like a girl with like just the girl the with like almost looks like a mask on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that for the twenty fourth? Uh, the twenty fourth, I watched the uh, new movie, The Babysitter, from two thousand seventeen. Okay. Have you guys heard about this? No, it's yeah, a, I think Netflix it was actually show. done at our, our work. Yeah, because Mick G directed it, it, I guess, and it's like a real slick movie about this uh, kid whose babysitter and him kind of get along, and she's pretty much just using him to sacrifice. It was like a comedy slash uh, slasher. So hmm. I. It had a ton of fun on this ride. I'm not a McG fan, so you kind of scare me by throwing his name. I am not, name. but this was actually like real slick and fun. Like, hmm. had a bunch of cool dance sequences, and like, uh, the kid is so charming. It's worth watching. Hmm. Check it out. I'll give it like a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to definitely watch it uh, before our best of the year. Over the top, see. like blood, like splurting everywhere, and like a guy's getting like a knife in the head. He's like, what? What? What are you doing, man? What? What? Why? Why are you killing me? And there's that over the top, like. Uh, urban gentleman who's always like damn I can't believe you shot me <laughs> so whoa if I did that impression you guys would have pitchforks no, on me no no he, he, was, he was white oh <laughs> no he wasn't <laughs> uh, I got one more movie yeah. for the 24th or 25th uh, for the 24th okay uh, I watched uh, Zombieland hey okay. uh, I, which I hadn't seen in a bunch of years and it holds up it's it's a fun yeah, movie yeah it's awesome right um it's you know got a, a great Bill Murray cameo, which is always going to win me over. <laughs> Probably the only thing I occasionally didn't like, and I find is dated, is they have a bunch of songs in there that are very much like the times. Uh, of the time uh, kind of indie song that knocks down mm. a little bit for me. But all the characters are a ton of fun. Uh, all all the action scenes are are done really well. Yeah, uh, that kind of like revigorated uh, Woody Harrelson's career. I mean. Yeah, what was I think like he was doing like he was still working, but that's the kind of the one, and then he started doing all these big, you know, theatrical movies. So I, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm yeah, gonna, that I'm makes gonna, sense. Um, okay, well, pumpkins. why don't we move on to the final day for tonight, uh, the 25th? 25th. Who wants to start? Well, I watched the uh, Cannibal Holocaust that we talked about earlier. And in complete uh, stark contrast to that, I watched the uh, Rugrats Halloween special. <laughs> it's fun. I actually had a ton of fun with this. They're trying to get reptile bars that turn your uh, tongue green. And uh, I guess uh, the one older girl, who's a bit of a cunt, by the way. Like, I haven't watched Rugrats in years. <laughs> but yeah, she's such a oh, real she bitch. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the show, really. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to get candy because he had to go into the haunted house to get the candy. So yeah. they all go in and they scare her and she doesn't get her candy. And there's another one. 
The second one was um, there's a monster in the garage. So this old, I guess, uh, the grandfather comes in and is telling him a story, but in like old like Yiddish terms. So instead of like having a sword, he's calling it, like his clobbermeister. Instead of like calling like it like a monster, he's calling it a Shrek, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, those so, are different than the one I watched. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Hmm. I find like Nicktoons is one of those like cartoons you can go back and they yeah. actually still hold up. Yeah, like, the writing was quite creative for kids. Yeah, shows, it was I good, find. but again, I still got a 5.5. It was a kid's show. Like, yeah. It doesn't really... Oh, you yeah. broke Kyle's heart. Then. Well, let me jump yeah. in with a kid's show yeah, yeah, that yeah, you also uh, lambasted last week, you yep. fucker. Uh, <laughs> the real Ghostbusters season one, when Halloween was forever, this made my uh, list of Halloween specials to watch from 1986. Yeah. Um, such a great idea where Sam Hain, who's the ghost of Halloween, he's got a cool pumpkin head and a cloak. He actually freezes time because he's going to make it Halloween forever. So the Ghostbusters are like noticing there's a lot more activity happening Mm -hmm. and they're busting ghosts for hours and they're so tired and they come back and they look and it's like no time has passed. And they're like, what's going on here? Like we've been out all day busting ghosts and time is not moving. It's because he's frozen time, which I think is such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, The the thing I love about the show is not only the creative writing for a kid's show, but they actually have like 80s pop tunes and stuff so it actually you know like you watch a cartoon it it just feels like a kid's cartoon this feels like you know almost like a movie in the sense with the 80s songs and whatnot Um, and this is before the later on this the show did replace the voice of Bankman and Janine which I prefer the voices in this uh, this version which they're quite good Uh, the the guy that does the voice of like the Garfield Garfield. cartoon uh, does Bankman here Um, and another thing with the show um, like the I believe it it was done like this like the old Batman 90s show cartoon which I love as well is I believe it was one of the few cartoons that it was done on a black background instead of a white so everything has like a dark darker feel feel to it all the colors are a bit darker it's not like a brightly colored Mm. cartoon it has like it's hard to explain, but it just has that dark cartoon feel to it, which I really enjoy. Um, it is a kid's show, though, like you say. So, I don't know. This time, I was kind of tired when I put it on. I was, but I'm going to still give it uh, seven pumpkins out oh, of wow. ten. I would normally, last time I gave it a lot higher, and I was in the mood for it. This one, I was kind of, uh, I just feel like, I guess I've watched, like, every, I'm sure I've watched it a couple times last year, because yeah. our son loves, loves the it. Ghostbusters, so maybe I was just kind of um, over it, a bit tired. It's- but it's still fantastic, and I think you, everyone should watch it. The funny thing about the cartoon of Ghostbusters is if you ask people about it, people be like, yeah, 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 I kind of watched it, you know, they kind of have a vague memory of it. But everyone, if you think of when they think of Slimer from Ghostbusters, are all like, he's very comical, he's this funny yeah, they guy. Think of the- it's kind of like, and even the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, it's kind of built into your head, it's a kid's thing. And I think it's just because of that cartoon. Cause- yeah. Well, yeah, like Slimer in the movies has like two small yeah, parts, he has nothing. nothing, and this one he's like actually a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just quickly do one more show to get out of the way. Yeah, of uh, Simpsons season seventeen. The last thing I'm going to talk about this uh, this episode. Um, terrible opening where Kang and uh, Kodos, I guess, are watching the World Series and he's bored by it, so he decides he's going to fast forward time and creates a vortex and they everything gets sucked up. Um, again, it's like uh, I don't want to see yeah. baseball. I, I get that these were airing the same time the World Series, but it just doesn't feel very Treehouse of Horror. Uh, the first episode, B.I. Artificial Intelligence, obviously <laughs> playing off the uh, AI. Um, Bart goes into a coma. Uh, the Simpsons adopt a robot boy and they say, like, Bart's probably not going to come out of it, but he does. And he returns only to find that his family is happy that with the replacement. Um, so they're both competing for the family's love. And then there's a little twist there. Um, Jan, uh, survival of the fattest, uh, a parody of the most dangerous game with Burns hunting down all the 
guys from Springfield. Again, should have been so cool. Jan, and I've grown a costume on your face. A real witch. This is actually a good one, and it makes up for the other two that, in my opinion, were not good at all. I would maybe even put this one in a top list. Oh, really? Um, but anyways, they're having a Halloween contest, and uh, they award a witch, but they find out she's actually a real witch, so they decide, whoa, we're going to take that back if that's mm. not actually a costume. So she gets angry and puts a curse on the Simpsons, when I think that's such a great idea, and makes them whatever costume they are, they become that monster or creature. They're stuck in that form. So yeah, I, I thought that one was pretty fun mm. and cool idea. But overall, I'm going to give the episode five pumpkins out of ten, because the other two were just not so bad. good at all. Like. You the wraparound sucked uh, and the wraparound sucked so yeah uh, I have one more movie to talk about but why don't when you guys jump in yeah, here cool uh, so I watched um, which is going to be my highest score for Shocktober the original uh, John, well not the original but John Carpenter's The Thing awesome okay, nice, yeah. I'd never seen this oh you've never seen it you've no holy shit what I'd never seen The Thing wow. uh have you seen like have you seen Carpenter's other catalog like Prince of Darkness, The Fog, all that? So I've seen The Fog. I love The Fog. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Prince of oh, Darkness. Oh, I need to get on that too. Um, so what's it going to do like a Carpenter episode and get you on there mm-hmm. to like force you to watch these other oh, cuz like I would say most of those are in my like yeah. top of all time. I've seen They Live. I've seen like there yeah. there there's yeah. a few holes. Yeah. Okay. Um but sorry, yeah, go, go on with the And uh so anyways, unreal so so good right the location is so well done the the setting is isolation man so good yeah it's it's a it's a great idea it's it's a great concept but the way it's actually set up it 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 immerses you in that world Mm -hmm. and even you know their base you know the story is that these scientists are out in antarctica Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the thing comes to infect them mm-hmm. um i i wouldn't want to give up anything else no no no, no well no. I, I love it. it's one of those films like you don't really learn anything about the characters but at the same time they all stand out and they're all memorable yeah. they're all great actors yeah. you've got uh william brimley or walter brimley walter brimley walter brimley the quaker yeah. oats man who is still living and is only 83 that is crazy. Yeah, he's actually at like a Comic Con. Yeah, he's coming up to Niagara, isn't he? <laughs> How is he only eighty three? It's all that oatmeal he, he ate, man. He has been like <laughs> like eighty three for the past like twenty years. Think about when he's in that Seinfeld episode, yeah. when he's the post office yeah. man. Anyways, so the forever old man yeah. <laughs> Walter Brimley, yeah, is great in it. Kurt Russell is awesome Amazing. in it. Uh, Keith David is great in mm. it. There, there's so many. Awesome yeah, characters, and that too. there are I think three of the best jump scares in any movie in this movie. Like you don't see them coming, and they scare me every fucking time. Well, the practical effects, in my opinion, yeah. this oh, is man. one of. If I had to do like a list yeah. of the best, well, yeah. CGI and practical effects, yeah. this is like top three for yeah. me easily. Like they still hold up, and it all looks fantastic. Like it, it's insane how good they are in this. The, the score, the score yeah. is is great. Carpenter Morricone. Well, it's it's Morricone, but it yeah. sounds like a Carpenter. It's kind of weird. Like you could tell Carpenter definitely had his, mm-hmm. well, his I guess fingers in there. He didn't have like Morricone didn't interact with him. He just sent him. That's weird. He just gave him two, and he knew he originally said, "Why don't?" Because there's a few Carpenter bits in it. Yeah. That Carpenter composed, but most of it is Morricone, and he gave, I guess, two. One was electronic, and one was uh, orchestrated. Uh, uh, yeah, with with string instruments, uh, and of course, Carpenter picked the electronic, electronic one. Mm-hmm. 
but I think he had it in mind. He must have, he probably like listened to Carpenter and kind of did like a, a bit of Carpenter style. It, it, like it definitely adds that style. Yeah. It, it's a great score. Yeah. Well, what I love about it too, which I don't know if you've touched upon, but like one of my other favorite, this is one of my favorite horror films, but one of my other favorites is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the right. 70s version yeah. especially. And this kind of has that feeling too, where they're taking over the bodies you don't know who's, you never know who the thing is and that's a constant, you know, there's there's hints, you see someone run out of a room but you don't know who it is, it's just in the shadows. It's one of those films where you're very paranoid the whole movie, you don't know who to trust yeah. and at any time, even the lead, and even the way the movie ends, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it kind of leaves certain things yeah. open as well. They, they kind of leave it like you don't know yeah, and I they, I love the open ended ending. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up there. It's a nine. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I gave the fog a nine. I think last yeah. year, yeah. two years ago. Those um, are both my yeah. favorites as well. Yeah, those. I actually I have the original thing poster that I paid a small fortune for, and I'm going <laughs> to get it framed when we move into our new nice. house. I'm, I'm pretty excited because I love the poster too. Yeah, everything. That's just like it's that movie. It's so it's so weird that that film bombed because it came out like a week after ET, and people were like in the friendly alien yeah. mode, and then he comes out with this movie where these aliens are these disgusting, slimy, gooey. Like it's hard to look at those scenes. Yeah, the tentacles come with the dogs and the, the head that just sneaks yeah. off the table. Oh, it's so good, man. The effects yeah. are mind-blowingly great. Fuck okay, it. Let's end the show. I'm going to put the movie on. Go home, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> it, it, I could rewatch. Like, yeah. I just watched it. I could easily rewatch well, it again. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I don't I know. I like to throw out ideas, and yeah. it doesn't always happen. But maybe, like, this winter, January, February, we yeah. could do a thing and cover this. The original, which I haven't seen, I'd be curious to watch, and, and the, the prequel. The prequel. It's an idea, yeah, a yeah. winter horror, f- awesome. winter horror episode. You could do his, his trilogy, his apocalypse. Trilogy. Yeah, that, that's a, that's interesting. Because uh, Prince of Darkness needs to I'm going to try to watch a few of these movies this week because we got an event coming up on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So. Uh, yeah, we, we I think we mentioned we're yeah. going to see John Carpenter live soon. We're going to so. go see uh, we'll talk about it Messiah on one of our episodes. Himself. Yeah, like there's a few like that... I've been wanting to mm-hmm. like Christina which I've seen before but I haven't seen again ages. in ages it still holds up I, yeah. that's one thing about Carpenter his catalog I mean they I, I can't think of any that don't hold up I mean mm-hmm. I I enjoy them all I mean I haven't is seen is the ward your favorite still okay that, sorry I said them all that one I, it's passable it's not a terrible film it's just very generic it, it feels like that's one where Carpenter had nothing to do with the script he came in he was like a director for hire and you get that feeling but even like his Masters of Horror at least the first one he did is fantastic that's Cigarette Burns Cigarette Burns oh, yeah. so it's probably the best episode yeah. of that series but fuck we're gonna get into a John yeah. Carpenter jerk off anyways it, 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 was, it was great doing yeah, this again. like I, I don't know how I missed this one. I think yeah. it's maybe because the it's gaining steam even now because oh, yeah. for basically ten years it was considered a big bust, yeah, um, a, a box office failure, and a critical. They smashed it. They, they hated yeah. it. Even like uh, before he died, uh, was that Ebert? I hated it still. He's like, ah, I'm not gonna say sorry for that one. I hate it. Like really, come on. Well, you're saying yeah, it's gaining traction. I mean, even the Hateful Eight uh, was that a year or two ago used actually the, the, the score. It used a couple of um, tracks from that film that didn't make the final cut, kind of B sides from the score, Marconi score for the Hateful Eight, which were the best tracks probably on that score. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Again, we could talk about this movie and Carpenter forever, so we should probably move mm-hmm. on. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, if you didn't like that, off oh, man, <laughs> you could be friends. Yeah, those gloves would be coming off. I mean, I'd lose, of course, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would sure put up a fight. Uh, Dan, what'd you watch? I actually watched Ghostbusters. Just the original, straight up, watched it. Uh, One of the cool things that I I noticed, something I'd never noticed. You know when she's in the chair and she's being taken out, like, uh, by Zool? Yeah. If you watch the actual puppeteers that are there, there's so many blatant tit grabs that those guys do from different angles. You can pause it, and I'm like, that dude totally, because, like... Oh, don't bring that up, man. It's going to be over the news now, and... (laughs) Oh, it's... (laughs) No shit, eh? Guys, career's going to be ruined, the special effects guy. No, but definitely go back and watch that scene, and you can tell that they cut it up a couple different times, and there's somewhere... Well, they probably couldn't even see. They were underneath... Oh, no, there's a... Up, <laughs> like you could see the one guy grabs and then slides up. Oh, it's just yeah. an you kind of got a Rick Moranis go- in the Ghostbusters look going on right now with the I sweater. And the, um, I, I watched that recently too, um, and I, I'm that movie. Like I've always enjoyed it, but I think it moved up like into yeah. my favorite of all time. Like I think it's almost dare I say it, a perfect film. Like I was so surprised how well the comedy worked in that film. I always seen it as like a cool visual movie, visual effects movie, but like just the camaraderie between those four, mm. they just play off each other so well. And like every scene, there's a great line. Yeah. Like hey, Dan that, it may even be so Bill Murray at his best and he's so good in yeah. everything. And I Rick mean, Moranis, he's amazing. That whole, the whole party scene of that movie is yeah, completely is improvised. So there is not. There is yeah. nothing on script for that. It was Rick Moranis just saying, "Okay, this is where we need you to end up. Do it." <laughs> but and even like the the serious scenes between Dan Aykroyd and um, Nernie Hudson was is so good. Like it's one of those films that like it can do those serious moments. It can scare you, but then the next second make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those movies like they're it's a great comedy, but the visual effects aren't great or the action scenes don't work well. Like I think that's a film that like. Everything just goes together yeah. well. Like it's just, uh, like I said, it's almost a, dare I say it, a perfect film for what it what, what it's set out to to be. And I actually I love part two, but I'm not going to get into that. Now. <laughs> I gave it a nine out of, nice. out of ten. Yeah. Funko. Exactly. Nice. It is interesting. Like that one has gone up in my esteem. Whereas a child, I really like two. Yeah, I found that too. Like I, a lot of people like shit on two, but I thought like no, two I was okay. I watched them both yeah. recently, and I would almost put. It's crazy. It sounds two up with one. I like. I don't feel that way at all. Like I, I feel. Uh, uh, yeah. Bill. I Bill, Bill Murray, Murray doesn't want to be in two. No, yeah. you can see it uh, in every scene. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I mean, maybe I, I know that is the truth, but I think like every scene he's in is is the funniest scenes. Like it's almost better than the scenes in part one. I think Bill Murray is hilarious in part two. He's still funny in in part two, but you can tell whenever there needs to be like a dramatic reading. He, he throws it away. It, no. He he actually there's there's one line near the end that he throws so bad, like just let's move on. Well, let's, I think the it gets really corny and yeah, the, yeah. the whole idea of the picture, but like the stuff in the slime is really the, cool. Uh, the, but, yeah. the beginning of the movie and the slime running through yeah. the city is is amazing. But uh, the scene where he's like photographing Vigo and he's like taunting him and and all the lines he has with the, his little squ- that annoying little guy and the scenes in there with Dana and the the kid and him trying to like flirt with her but also insult her husband and, and the kid he's making fun of like you're ugly, the baby yeah. ugly. Like, there's, there's so many good lines in that I don't know the scenes where they're like with the traffic people and they're I think the only time off. you see him having fun in that movie is when he's interacting with the baby that's the only time where you can yeah, actually what I think he, I, I don't think he you know I think all of them knew what that movie was yeah uh, I don't know I love it but um, anyways I loved it as a kid and I remember we watched it at Bill Murray night a few years ago yeah. and it was like ooh. Oh man, I'd, if I came to that, I would have been. 
clapping loud for that <laughs> the one guy just yeah because I also think like it's like him I've like I've again I'm a massive Bill Murray fan it's him like those scenes he's better he does those things in other movies better better yeah, yeah I don't know I would put that high up on my Bill Murray list but okay we're talking about a movie that no one even watched so, so I, well it's interesting because I just I would have put two in my child memory yeah for years and just like you how one is lifted one gets better as the years I go agree. by see I, that to me is like the my escape to New York and escape from LA everyone loves one and hates LA and, and I think LA is just as good if not better than New York and Ghostbusters 2 I feel almost the same Blasphemy. way like I think it's as good as part one but anyways let me talk about a movie and then I'll let Maddie in because I don't want to yeah. end our series on this movie because um, I got one I really don't want to end on either well, I, I, I can I, I can end on something. Okay. Oh, so you got one more. Okay. I got one more hey, to talk. Yeah. I, I want to talk about a movie I don't even want to talk about. I watched the Hotel Transylvania two. Oh. It's pretty much Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it six. Yeah. Ooh, six. That's. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, but, so yeah, it wasn't. It's enjoyable because it has like all the homages to yeah. monsters and stuff. But yeah, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, I'm pulling the Dan here. I like to make fun of him, but apparently I spent this whole Halloween watching these series of films. So, yes, I have been continuing my Paranormal and Saw. I didn't talk about many this week, but, um, you know, I'm going to finish them all next week. I swear that's my goal. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, Paranormal Activity 3 from 2011. Um, this is uh, a prequel and goes back to, I guess, the 80s. And it's the Katie from the first film and her sister i can't remember her name from the second film now this is them as kids and we're going to learn somewhat the origins of what's going on mm. um like a lot of movies with kids the kids are not great in this in my opinion but i did like i found the first two films the male was like always a jerk off kind of a mm. detest, detestable guy i thought this male was finally a likable male uh the mother is decent in this as well and she's kind of attractive there's a great scene mm. where they're like in a film themselves getting it on but unfortunately that fucking <laughs> it's foiled. ruins it um, which I was disappointed about that um, I already had my in my hand wanging already hands. but um, <laughs> uh, my kids can listen to this podcast one day and, um, but yeah this film does some cool cool tricks because the, they always have to like the first film okay we're going to film this because we we're trying to catch this ghost. Second film, they do like, well, we set up a security cam. This film, they kind of did some interesting things where we're like, let's put it on a fan and so we can yeah, see I the whole room. I love that fan scene. Um, again, my problem with these films is, again, the Blair Witch worked so well because of cool mythology. And again, the, the mythology is still kind of non-existent in this film. Like, you're getting little tidbits of what's going on, but it's, none of it's very interesting. Like, I want a cool mythology of this fucking demon or whatever. Um there's a really cool jump scare, though, where the woman's getting, you know what's going to happen. She's kind of get a ring out of the food compactor when, you know, the lights suddenly blow up. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, mostly watching this, I was just kind of like, I still enjoyed this. I don't think this is the low point of the series, but I'm kind of like, I feel like it's run its course. I'm kind of getting bored. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first hour, like not a lot happens. I, I found like you're getting little things. It's, it's literally, you're watching a kid walk around the house at night and you're just kind of like, cause the, the, the girl's waking up and she's talking to the ghost something. And I was just like, this is boring, man. Like yeah, I don't want to really fucking happen. watch a kid walk around for an hour. And then the, the whole standing there for four hours, that was creeping the first film. Guess what? I've already seen it. Twice. You're, just, you're rehashing <laughs> fucking material now. 
but again, every once in a while, they'll pull a cool scene. There's one where the kitchen, all the, it's like a poltergeist moment where it all, she backs up. It's, yeah, the camera follows and the, all the stuff's there and then it goes back and it's all gone and then all of a sudden it falls. Yeah, they I used that was the really fan well camera really well. Yeah. And I will say, uh, the finale of this was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. probably my favorite of the three. Um, I always have a problem with the way these series ends. Like pretty much every film, and I'm trying to think, I think they all that I've watched, it ends with someone comes in and snaps someone's neck. Every film, it ends with someone getting their neck yeah. snapped. They love neck snaps in this film. Apparently that's their thing, which in my opinion is fucking, it was great in the first film, but do we need it in the second, third, fourth film? Um, so that stuff I don't care about. And again, I talked about it last time, so I'm not going to go on too much about it, but I, I find like it works better without those like over the top moments. I like, like the weird stuff, the knockings, the furniture coming down. I don't really need to see someone possessed snapping someone's neck. It starts getting a slasher material. But other than that, the ending of this is fantastic. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's this really cool thing where it's actually that complete silence for a couple minutes as he's roaming and you see like a cult Mm-hmm. And going on their house of possibly witches or something. Um, I don't want to spoil the rest, but I thought that was like pretty. This pretty is scary. my this is my favorite of the of yeah. the series. Okay, I, again, I, it's one of those things. I think if I watched it first, I might have possibly dug it the best. But I think you're getting a lot of scenes rehashed in this. Like I probably spent two years between movies, so yeah, I, yeah. like I barely re- like I think, I've seen the I've seen them all yeah. once. Yeah. Watch them back to back to back. They might kind of get. Yeah, a bit, uh, I, I did the first three. This is the last one that I have seen, so everything after this is going to be new for me. But um, I, I did know it was going to happen again. The finale in this though is the exact finale of another. I won't spoil the movie in case you've seen that one because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil the ending for this one. But it's the exact same ending as another found footage movie that, that came, came out, out like the, the same, same year, year, I believe. And that film I probably enjoyed more. Yeah. But overall, it was okay. I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Again, I think like there's definitely some standout scenes that really work. But again, like this whole series, and I'm kind of worried it's getting worse. That um, like nothing. It's not a film. Like you're watching these characters do nothing, just so you can wait till the night to come to get that yeah. jump scare. Then you get a bunch of boring scenes of nothing happening. The characters aren't interesting enough to really care that much about them. And this is even worse because it's a prequel, so we know the two daughters are going to survive. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the family, but we already know that they're going to survive. And I don't know the the series. Um, I, I'm thinking it's not going to end up being my favorite mm-hmm. horror movie series. It's kind of like. It's the same thing over and over again, I feel. I did say this is my favorite, but my favorite is probably like a 6.5 to 7. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed the first, and again, the again, I think it's like it's like the Austin Powers series. If you just start off with part three, you would probably <laughs> dig that movie, but when you've seen those jokes three times in a row it's now, not a... it's kind of like, you know, I'm bored. And again, like I said, like, give me something for the mythology. Give me something interesting, something to chew on, like... There's where, where n- we got nothing. We just yeah. know that there's a ghost or a demon or something possessing these people, but we haven't... Maybe it will get more into it, but right now it's not interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how the rest holds. I stand by. This Halloween, I'm going to say right now, it's kind of suck for me because I've wasted my time <laughs> yeah. watching just Saw films, Paranormal Activity, and Simpsons. I made that goal to finish all these. So you made your October shittiest possible is what you're well, trying to it, do. It's, it's good in the sense yeah. of like, I am going to do these goals. I'm yeah. going to do it. But at the same time, and it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm getting through two modern series that are big series. I'm, I'm glad that I can say I've finished them. But at the same time, it's like, I want to get some classic films in there and I'm just not having time. But anyways, 
Uh, who wants to finish the night off? Adam? Sure. I, I, this is something I watched a couple days, uh, you know. Recently? Recently. So, in, in a couple days, uh, Stranger Things, I'm not going to be oh, able to amazing. be on the pod uh, to watch uh, and, and to w- talk about watching it. Uh, I- incredible. Season two hell, holds right. up. Sexy L. Yeah. I, Sexy Dustin. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it. I just want to, so don't spoil anything, but what do you prefer, the first season or the second season? Everyone's asked me this, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a clear runaway. The magic of the first one just coming across the series and how yeah. amazing it was. And it, it did really, kind of come out of nowhere. I hadn't yeah. heard anything oh. really about it other than like, this looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then do- dove and into it. And with the way Netflix does things too, it's like, this looks interesting. And then boom, here's the whole season. It's yeah. not like you watch an episode and then, so by the time it finished, it had built up this huge audience. It was kind of like, no, here's the whole thing right away. So yeah, it's kind and, of interesting. And dove dove into it. Um, I was not expecting to watch this as quick. Uh, there was actually a bunch of other things yeah. I had lined up and then we didn't watch any of those things. Okay. Um, I burned through the, the series in two it, days. It's, it's, it's easily digestible too. You could burn through all nine episodes in like a weekend. Yeah, and, and these the Duffer brothers really do know it could easily just turn into a pastiche of all of these ideas from eighties horror and and kind of sci fi. Well, the, the first season, like that, was I guess a little bit of my problem with it. There wasn't too many original ideas. Like you could pretty much point out where everything came from. Like, but I do feel like I kind of enjoyed that about that. Yeah, these you? are original. These are yeah. still like distinguishable characters that's the mm. difference like yeah that's all these ideas but these aren't people that I go that's automatically that dude from that no movie. yeah the yeah. characters are original the, the characters I think the kids are what make the show work yeah. so well I think if you had you know bad actors yeah. and the kids are great in the, in the new work. series yeah um, I would probably if I'm keeping it it's it's in that 8.5 yeah. le- yeah, that makes sense to 9 level like it's I love it Okay. So you wouldn't give it an 11? Ah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, so it's great. Mm. I wanted to yeah, I, go on a high note on that. So, yeah, but uh, I've heard from a lot of people that they actually enjoyed the second season more. So I'm, I'm excited to – it was one of those things I knew if I got into it, I would probably want to binge That'd watch it. it too, and I would not get through any movies those last couple of days. So um, I'm going to check it out, though. So that would have been our – Okay, well, yeah, that's uh, this has been uh, the end of our Shocktober series. Uh, We will be back with one more episode covering the 26th to the 31st, and we will be crowning the King of Halloween. Uh, the pump king, come on. Yeah, pumpkin (laughs) king of Halloween. Um, The pump king of Halloween. Why why, why are you being an asshole? (laughs) Why do you always have to have... Fucking it about Why fucking your sister. Why fight in front of company? <laughs> um, anyways, I don't know, Dan. I feel like he's kind of slipping a bit. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I, I've been kind of stuck. You watch six in one day. I mean, I, I got all my uh, TV episodes. They might build up, especially all those kids shows. So I'm hoping I could ma- imagine. I won on the the kids shows. Like I won by like a, a 20 minute kid. I'm episode. pretty sure that's why you said like, well, their count is like three uh, three hour an hour or three hour a movie. Yeah. So it's like an hour. That's right? fair game, though. Mm-hmm. I could have watched uh, Universal. He's Monster the one that's editing that it, so yeah, you're going to yeah, be able to tell if yeah, it gets down exactly. to the last one. It'll be like Kyle doesn't accept that and yeah. take my voice. <laughs> no, okay. So far, they've all. The only one I would question is District Nine. So if it comes down, I don't think. Let's be honest, I am out of this yeah. already. I can tell you guys right now. But if it comes down to you guys and it's one movie, I'm going to give it to Maddie because I would not actually count District yeah, Nine as a horror film personally. I don't think. But anyways, if uh, you agree with Kyle that District Nine is a horror movie, you can uh, email us at a uh, movie. 
moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. Or you can just hook us up on Facebook at the uh, either the like page or the group yeah, page. Yeah, when we or, post this episode, yeah. just feel free to also comment on the episode yeah. after you listen to it, and you can argue with us and say, like, fuck Kyle for making fun of Dan yeah. and then watching kids' cartoons, <laughs> or fuck Dan for thinking <laughs> District 9 is a, a horror yeah, film. Either way. Or just fuck Adam, because fuck Adam and... Yeah. Why not? not Maddie's lovable. You can't fuck Maddie. Um, yeah, just like high school. Nobody wants to fuck Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, it's been fun. Thanks uh, for joining us once again, uh, Dan Adam, and Adam. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks, Dan, for, thanks for having me. Um, and Dan will be back for the final episode, of course, because he is going to dethrone us both, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Stay scared. Bye. Bring me a dream Make him the cutest that I've ever seen Give him two lips like roses and clover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone Don't have nobody to call my own Please turn on your magic You just had Mexican. I know. That's right. <laughs> like the Taco oh, Bell, though. Welcome to the episode 21. Episode 21. Of the, yeah, you could do like a ghost thing. Welcome yeah. to episode. You still sound Mexican, <laughs> but lazier. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. It's cookie Monster. Cookies. <laughs> Me's I like a cookies. Now you're Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like Jar Jar Binks and like Jabba the Hutt. What would Ghoulies sound like? Cookie <laughs> still. <laughs> uh, you got another voice? Sure. You're a guest if that was Maddie. I would just be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Once more, bring out the whip. It's that magical time of year. November 25th. <laughs> Welcome to Danny Vizanko's favorite time of year. Not only does he get free candy, he gets to party and dress up, but he doesn't have a tiny wang. He has a fun size wang, which is good for him. I'll <laughs> take it. It's the most complimented of things so that's ever been said on this show. Is that show. the whole point? Uh, you know, all the, uh, the, uh, the uh, candy size bars. They just take like, a regular size candy bar and they make it smaller and call it fun size. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I don't know. That that's a blooper. Let's just do it. You didn't think that was good? I thought that that was I thought that was amazing. I'm unappreciated by time. It's nice to have, you know, we are introduction and then start making fun of Dan. Like let's at least get ten seconds in the episode before we start making fun of him. Because we know it's going to be like an hour and a half of us ripping on him. Like, just editing this, I almost feel bad for him. I mean, it's the funniest parts of the show. Like, it's like you're not even here. I know. <laughs> Some of the stuff, it's been so funny. I've been like howling on the middle of the bus as I'm heading at like 5 a.m. on the bus ride. And I'm just like laughing my head off. And I like rewind it because I have to like check to go through it. And I said, it's still funny. So there's some good stuff in there. I'm glad you came. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll start it. We introduce, and then you make fun of this guy when you I wonder if him. this will be longer than the actual episode. I'm Possibly. pretty sure. All right. All right. All right. Just try to keep in mind, like, if something like a big one, let's talk about it. If it's like no, no, no. Yeah, Ouija yeah, yeah. Experiment 3, let's race through that shit. <laughs>
Can we get a buzzer for you then? <laughs> yeah, I love that he... We knew a lot about that Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> well, he told what? us he wasn't going to talk about it much. <laughs> no, that was pretty quick. <laughs> that was longer than the actual episode of Treehouse of Horror. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, why don't you start then? Dan, what'd you do? Twelve movies. <laughs>